0: Hello. Hello. Welcome to The Inner Mind with Frankie Pace. That's me. And uh am so going to just talk about anything that comes into my head today. So There's not that many things because my head's always empty. Uh, I got Fruit Loops in there. I got uh, Pop-Tarts if you want a Pop-Tart. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, what's with the names of these singers today? God, I remember the old days like the Brooklyn Bridge, Johnny Maestro and Now you got Law Roach. Law Roach. It's not too inviting. Uh, Bad Bunny. Adele does nothing for me. I don't know why. It's just that high one-pitch level, no dynamics. I'm used to the old stuff, you know, like uh, The Eagles, uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Chicago. The music today isn't that bad. I mean, it's just that... uh, I saw the football halftime, my God. Lizzo, wow, whoa. Talk about Burger King, whoa, my God. And all her dances, they have to be like her. And it's so weird, but they can maneuver, I got to say. Wow, can they jump around? What do they got, like uh, air pockets in their outfits or something to make them light? Uh, You know, it's weird. It's really crazy. But that's you know the new the new uh, wave of rap and everything else. And so one kid asked me, he says, "What do you, man? What do you think about rap? What do you think it's going?" In about 20 years, uh, there'll be classical music. What's that? Well, oh, you know, you put on a tux and have patent leather shoes, and you, you sit down while people play violins and oboes and French horns. And he said, "You crazy, man? You crazy?" <laughs> So you never know what's going to happen. Could be. Everything goes around in a circle. thing I'm sorry about is jazz is dying terribly. I love jazz. and Really good jazz. I don't know. The jazz they got today is, oh, man, it all sounds the same. They claim that, well, we're different artists and we play different types of music. but I mean, man, it all sounds the same. The drummer just plays a beat and... You know, Years ago, the drummers took solos. The bass player took solos. The best group I ever heard in my life was uh, Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers. One of their cuts was Moaning. That was an unbelievable tune. And Lee Morgan was my favorite drummer player. He he took a solo that I don't think anybody could take that kind of solo. And that's what I enjoy, because I came from that old school. So let me talk about where I used to live in L.A., i used to live in los angeles yeah sherman oaks i lived there oh four years my daughter had come in and she was hooking up with a uh a company as an intern for film production so i wanted to make sure she was well established and happy and so i stayed and i worked my way into the acting and i worked the comedy store and the laugh factory and uh would do favors for Jamie Masada, who was the owner of the Laugh Factory. The Laugh Factory, actually, at one time, was a small little bar. It was a strip club. And every time I walked by to go to the, uh, comedy store, I would have to, you know, stop and look inside. I I did a couple of sets for him, and he was very happy about that. He, he needed comics in there. And, um, one day we became very friendly, me and Jamie, and I I took him to the Cafe Roma to meet Rodney Dangerfield. This is after Jamie bought the deli next door, which was a great move because he opened that all up and made a nice big room instead of this tiny little thing that he had with strippers in there, although I did like seeing some of the strippers, uh, except for one, she was, like, really big, whoa, I mean, big on top. I don't know how they kept her afloat, she would fall down, and the three guys would have to run off off stage and pick her up, and it was weird. But uh, anyway, um, I took uh, Jamie to Cafe Roma. Uh, all the celebrities would hang out there, and Rodney would frequent the place. And being that I worked Rodney's club for two years as a headliner, I went up to Rodney, and we sat down. I told him about you know, the Laugh Factory, and I think Rodney was not too happy with some of the places he was trying to get into so they hooked up and that really put the uh laugh factory on the map and uh and i worked there i worked the improv eh, once in a while it was a different class a different breed more stand-up comic whereas the comedy store they took in you know wild comics you had sam kennison in there you know people like that eddie murphy would pop in you know and uh, they love prop comics, so that and I did props. And then I went to stand-up after a while because got tired of carrying a suitcase around all the time. It was a pain in the neck. I don't know how Carrot Top does it. He's got like 16 suitcases. He missed the Johnny Carson show once because his, his suitcases got lost, and he couldn't do his act. That's weird. So, yeah, living out there was interesting. I lived off of, uh, I think it was Morningside Drive, yeah, just in Sherman Oaks, you know, off of Ventura there. It was interesting. I used to go to Jerry's Deli in Studio City. I drive my friend Hank Garrett, who is an actor, and he can't drive because he got in a car accident once, couldn't drive anymore. So I would take him to Jerry's Deli in Studio City, and we'd have breakfast. Me, Hank, let's see who else would be there. Uh, God, my brain's dead. Uh, Johnny Dark. Johnny Dark would be there. The unknown comic, Murray Langston. Uh, Steve Landisberg from Barney Miller TV series. He played Dietrich, a really dry, humored comic. John Voigt would pop in once in a while. Uh, Jason Alexander stopped in once. I, I told him the story about me uh, auditioning for, for Jerry Seinfeld's show. Jerry wanted me to audition for his show. And I personally thought it wasn't going to go anywhere. Then Larry got in touch with me and said, "Why don't you come down?" I said, "I oh, can't act, you know. Where, where's it going? I mean, like I'm trying to make money out here, you know." He said, "Well, you know, I'm writing for the show," and that's when I fell on my ass and realized I made a mistake. But hey, you know something? Jason Alexander, great actor, man, good actor. He was in a lot of mo- a lot of movies. Plays a heavy, you know. So he said, "Yeah, let's go buy the mirror." And we went by the mirror, and we both stood there. And he says to me, yeah, you could have played that part, Frankie. And I said, nah, only a Jew could play an Italian. And he laughed, and we had a lot of fun there. We would, we would make uh, jokes on the actors when they came in. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it Cuba Gooding Jr.? Had just won the Academy Award. And he came into Jerry's Deli. I guess he was waiting to meet somebody. So he was by the lector. And everybody's saying, well, we got to do something, man. We got to really do something. And I, I stood up. I said, I got it. I got it. And I walked up to the lecturer and he's looking at me. You know, who's this little guy walking up to me? It looks like Danny DeVito. <laughs> and uh, I walked up to him and I said, There are no seats for you here. Excuse me? I said, There are no seats for you in this place. I, I don't know what you mean. There are no seats for you, sir. It's a two Oscar minimum. Then he broke out into laughter, and then he realized I was a comedian, and I, I told him you know where I worked. They did Saturday Night Live, and before he knew it, we had him sitting with us, and that's what we would do with most of the most of the actors. Uh, oh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, third players would come in, not the big so many big stars. The big stars would come in, but then not that many. Most of the third, fourth, fifth leads. Robert Guillaume was one of my best friends. He was in the movie uh, TV show Benson, and he was in uh, he was in soap. That was great. We would we would laugh every morning, and and you know judge people, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And he would have chicken soup. Oh my God, seven thirty in the morning, chicken soup. And I would say, what are you doing that for? Why why are, that stuff is all so good? I can't help it. I just love this chicken soup and uh believe it or not later on he got a stroke from it howie mandel who was really a clean freak i went to shake his hand and he backed away and and uh, you know he took out a tissue and i'm like holy crap man i should sneeze on him and see what he would do maybe he would freak out and run out of the room you know so but uh, that was where i was every morning and uh, that was really great time and hanging out at the comedy store was fun and the laugh factory and then we go down to the improv, and then after that, we go for pizza. And one of my best friends was Barry Barry Douglas. I managed to stay over his place for the, f- the first time I went to uh, LA. I stayed there six weeks, and I stayed at his apartment. Barry was a head writer for Living Color, one of the head writers, with Franklin and Jai. They, they wrote a lot of great skits. Uh, the Homeboy Shopping Network was one of their skits where they were selling their stuff out in the street, and you can hear the sirens coming. And, you know, this is the days where they had pay phones. He said, yeah, well, we got a big fire sale coming now, so uh, what you call 661-222-555, and uh, we'll, we'll have the stuff ready for you. And uh, he would do stuff like that. And Barry and I would sit and have coffee and talk till 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning, when his son came up. It was such a great, great time with them, you know. Looks like work is starting to pick up for me a little bit. I recently finished three shows down at the uh, Notoriety Club in Fremont. Really nice, beautiful room. They had Thursday, Friday, and Saturday shows. Thursday show, eh, you know, it was like 30 people. The place holds like 328 people. Uh, Friday show was much better. We had about 60 people. And then Saturday... You know, really filled up half the theater, which is not bad considering that's a really you know a busy area to do so many other things. And they never advertise. I don't know why they don't advertise. They didn't put up any pictures of me headlining. Uh, I had to do it myself in Facebook, but it's okay. I got my juices flowing, and I'm back. I'm back, Fremont Street. If you've ever been down there, it's crazy. I mean, they got a restaurant down there. It's called the Heart Attack. If you're 365 pounds, you eat for free. So I see people coming in there putting on fat suits. (laughs) Oh, God. And, And they notice one thing about Fremont. A lot of big asses walking around down there. I don't know where they're coming from. It's amazing. It's like a magnet. Uh, The food, I guess there's so much food down there. People are eating like crazy. They're drinking. So, you know, I guess the backside starts to fill up. Who knows? Then I heard some screaming. I look up and there's some chicks on the zip wire. And I think it's got to be like 300 feet in the air. You know, they look like tiny little dots on wire shooting across the uh, Fremont Street. Really wild. Uh, Music started playing out there. You got all kinds of people playing guitar it's like being in a village in new york or in venice beach you know it's all combined in there and uh but i really love the theater I, i'm looking forward to working there again it's a beautiful room they've got like three four rooms in a place where we do doing our show in another room they're doing a drag queen show and then another room some guy was singing with a guitar. So it's really interesting place. It's called Notoriety. If you ever get a chance to go to uh, Las Vegas, go downtown to Fremont and visit one of the shows down there. Uh really interesting place. And if you like uh Italian food, Caruso's in um Caesars, Caesar's Palace, uh at really good price. They serve they serve family style though. I mean they give you a big plate. I asked for a uh Shrimps, frat diablo. I got this huge plate of shrimps for like thirty-one bucks. There was five of us at the at the table. One, you know, my grandson ordered uh, veal parmesan. My son-in-law ordered a big salad. My wife ordered a big pasta. My my daughter ordered this uh, chicken something. And uh, so we all split the food up. And the bill was pretty cheap, even with the drinks. It came out to what a hundred and sixty dollars. I couldn't believe it. Meanwhile, we ate at, uh, for my wife's birthday, we went to the Paris Hotel and, uh, Martha Stewart's place. and eh, you know, I ordered bouillabaisse. I haven't had bouillabaisse since nineteen what ninety eight. So I was looking forward to it, but I was not impressed. It's something wrong with the, uh, The lobster tail tasted like a rubber band. I don't know what the hell was wrong. I was afraid to bring it back. I thought they might spit in it, you know. So I just worked my way around it. My daughter ate half the chicken. I I don't know how they do that. I guess they bring in a great chef to teach these people how to do it. And then, you know, they're up on their own because it wasn't... I wasn't impressed at all. I mean, some people say they loved it. So what do I know? I mean, maybe we had a bad night. But... uh, the Paris, Martha Stewart's place, uh, uh, you know. I don't want to say anything else. Ugh. Freaking weather here is crazy. I, I, I don't know what it is. I guess, well, I know it's snowing in California. They got snow there. Would you believe this? Snow in California, in the mountains. So when the winds blow from the west to the east, I guess they run over these mountains with all the snow and everything, and the air gets colder and colder. Because I mean, it's almost it's April almost, and and I'm wearing a jacket. Usually last year, I was walking around in a t-shirt. So and a lot of people are complaining. Hey, come to Vegas and it's freezing. What the hell's going on? Last week it snowed. <laughs> about, yeah, we, about a, we had about maybe a tenth of an inch of snow. <laughs> tenth of an inch. It's, that's a joke. Go to New York, you get you know. Look like at Buffalo. There they got like four feet you know. it's crazy then i worked with my friend ed ed regine very funny comedian we went to arizona we did a couple of casinos out there and believe it or not we were in pine top arizona and it was 24 degrees there was three feet of snow out there unbelievable so it's it's a crazy area really is a crazy area well, I've been living out here almost a year now, and I'm starting to acclimate to Las Vegas. Uh, believe it or not, I'm missing the warm weather. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, my God. But I, I do have a lot of friends out here, which I'm really happy to see. I've seen guys I haven't seen in ages, you know, like Lance Montalto, Fielding West, he's a magician. Lance is a uh, works on the cruise ships a lot. Uh, me and Eddie Regine, we hooked up recently. I'm happy to see him, uh, Cliff Lawrence. He's been out here 40 years. He he worked with Rich Little and all these other people. So and my friend Mario, he <clears throat> he's a guitar player, singer. Uh, it's 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 interesting. And uh, I got good times. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, my friend Michelle Lafong, she's another sweetheart, and we're meeting a lot of people. Estefano, uh, he's a singer. He's doing shows at the Sterling Club. Now he's got his own show in in, uh, Henderson. He's doing a show down there. So I'm having a decent time. I'm enjoying myself. And believe it or not, my chest is starting to clear up a little bit. You can still hear my voice cracking from the uh, COVID that I got. But I have a natural immunity now, they say, so I don't have to worry about it. And Eventually, this voice of mine will calm down and I'll have a great great voice again i'll be able to talk and uh and people will like me so so listen uh i want to thank you for listening to my crap here uh because i like to talk i like people uh i love the shows i love going out there taking pictures with folks and stuff so i'm going to be in henderson april 8th if you guys are out there uh come over it's an eight o'clock show it's for bonkers comedy i'm going to be at the arabesque lounge one O One, oh, that really cracked, hat, Didn't One O One? Man, what's going on with me? One O One Montalago Boulevard in Henderson. That's April eighth. If you get a chance, come down, say hi, and uh, bring some uh, lozenges for my throat. <clears> throat> uh, that's right. Frankie pays. See, he got a lot of problem with his with his talking and and shit. You know, right? Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a nice day. All right. Be cool. Stay well. Uh, Love you all.